You're listening to Counter Talks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, and welcome to Counter Talks. Today we spoke with George Ola. He is the manager of business development at the Canadian Propane Association. Uh, George is a really interesting guy. He's really the perfect guest to come on here and tell us about uh, propane uh, standards and propane issues in the rental industry. He has a long history in the rental industry himself. Um, He was also a former energy advisor in the Ontario government. So uh, a ton of background there and a very well-spoken fellow. Uh, George and I have known each other for quite some time now. Um, George talks with me today about uh, the Canadian Propane Association, what they what they are, what they're up to, what their role is. Um, we go into some of the, the regulations and standards that are relevant for handling propane. Uh, not a lot of change to report there, but uh, we, we just go over some of the basics of that. We talk uh, a little bit more about enforcement. There is some change in, in how jurisdictions across the country are enforcing propane regulations. Uh, lots about the importance of training and getting your workers trained uh, to handle propane, hook up propane, possibly some of the liability you can incur if you uh, have untrained people doing uh, doing things with propane. Uh, and also areas, just pitfalls and challenges that rental stores have uh, when handling and dealing with propane. So uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, George is uh, a very knowledgeable guy on the topic and we'll probably do this with him again. So without further ado, here's George Ola. Okay, we're here with George Ola. George is the business development advisor and uh, manager of training and grand mucky muck of many things at the uh, Canadian (laughs) Propane Association. George, how are you today? Well, I'm just great, Patrick, and Happy New Year to you, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, Happy happy New Year to you too, George. It's it's great to talk to you again. We uh, We don't see enough of each other. Um, why don't you, why don't we just start out by you, uh, giving us the rundown on, on what you're doing with the CPA these days? Well, I guess first and foremost, um, I work very closely with, uh, Natalie St. Pierre, who's the president and CEO of the, uh, Canadian Propane Association, the CPA. And, and quite frankly, Natalie is, uh, she's been like a breath of fresh air for our industry and she's just moving it forward in so many different ways. So it's, it's fun working with her. Together, we, we write, we review, we update training courses. I think right now, we have at least 30 training courses available in both French and English. And um, the other things I do is I, I attend meetings with the authorities having jurisdiction across Canada. And it's a big co- country, as you well know, with... Uh, with the authorities having jurisdiction, not always having the same views, um, although we're, we're all uh, under the same uh, CSA codes, but of course, the individual provinces have you know, certain views on safety and compliance. Uh, and uh, so I attend those meetings. Um, I help foster the approval of um, the uh, CPA uh, PTI, which is the Propane Training Institute uh, training courses because every every one of our courses has to be approved in the province where it's being used mm-hmm. and um, and of course as you well know Patrick um, I write some articles some not so good some some pretty good if, if I have the right editor 
Yes. <laughs> They're all wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and of course I do some interviews like these and, um, and uh, that's, that's it. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah, it. You're the, you're the propane education guy for sure. Um, yeah. The, and, and give us a, give us a bit of your background, George, because of course uh, the, the CPA thing is, well, I guess it's been a few years now. Um, but yeah. You've got a long yeah. history in the rental industry for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I originally go back the first time I touched the propane industry or got involved in it was probably 1980. Uh, I was the energy advisor to the deputy premier of Ontario at the time. And, um, that was an era where, you know, we had the, the, the oil crisis and and shortages and, and propane, uh, you know, manifested itself as a very practical, economical, and and coincidentally a green fuel even at that time. Um, so yeah, I go back to 1980. Uh, I've also had some experience uh, as a uh, senior executive with uh, Superior Propane, which was uh, and still is a big national uh, propane uh, fuel distributor. Um, and of course, uh, with the re- rental industry, I've, I've had, uh, quite a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, there's some gr- great people in the rental industry, I must say. And, uh, and, you know, thankfully, uh, quite a few members in the rental industry are also members of the Canadian Propane Association. Oh, that's interesting. Really good. Yeah. 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 So now the, the Canadian Propane Association is like like what would your board composition be there like like who is that controlled by is that a representative group for the propane industry oh yeah well we have uh we have uh, producers on there we have uh, uh equipment distributors on there we have of course uh, fuel suppliers on there um the board the cpa represents um I think just off the top of my head, there are well over 400 member companies, um, producers, uh, wholesalers, uh, transporters, of course, you know, those great big trucks that you see on the road, yep. retail marketers, um, manufacturers of appliances, uh, cylinders and equipment. And I must say, we are very fortunate in Canada to have such a great selection of propane equipment manufacturers. I mean, there are there are there are companies like Flagro and Campo and Sureflame. Um, we can we can get things, you know, um, like some really good equipment and 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 good propane equipment. We're very fortunate. And made right made right here in country and yeah 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 and and distributed all over Canada. In fact, distributed all over North America. A lot of the products end up even going worldwide. Um, I remember my time. Uh, I had a, a, a lovely stint with um, Flagro Industries, uh, who's a leader in, uh, in the manufacture of propane equipment, as well as some other products too. Um, and uh, we send stuff with the Canadian Army into Afghanistan of all places, you know, to keep them warm. So uh, yeah, yeah, our stuff gets around. Well, that's great, and uh, I'll uh, share your uh, contact information with uh, Ian Watson so he can send you the check later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I must, I must admit, I must admit, I, I, um, well, when, when it comes to Canadian products, um, they are well tested and well manufactured, and um, and and well accepted by you know by by your folks in the rental industry. Yep. 
I mean, you cannot go into a rental shop without seeing, you know, Canadian manufactured propane equipment. It's yep. there. It's there. It is. I agree. I agree. So it sounds like the mandate, it sounds like CPA's mandate is uh, 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 training, safety, and what would we, government relations, would that be? Would, oh, yeah, we have, we have, we have a, a, a very important government re- relations program going on. I mean, uh, there's the federal level, uh, Transport Canada, uh, you, know, um, you know, certainly is very important. Um, there are other elements within the federal government, of course, uh, and then individual in each of the provincial uh, legislatures, there's, 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 they have their own regulatory authorities uh, for gas inspection. So um, there's a lot going on. And compliance is a very important uh, subject, not just in propane, but all of the fuels. Okay. Well, let's, let's, and let's, let's get into that a little bit. Um, Sure. Uh, down to down to brass down to brass tax for the for the rental guys. Um, you know, yeah. they need they need to know what what rules they have to follow. Is, is there anything going on now, Georgia? You can tell us about as far as as, as changes, new things, either just uh, recent or coming down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad you asked that question. Um. So, firstly, we have what's called the the Canadian Standards Association, which essentially helps to set all the codes for Canada under, this, you know, under the auspices of the Technical Standards Council for Canada. And so each of these uh, codes, um, so there are various codes, for example, the B149.1, uh, 2, 3, 5, you know, and propane, those are very popular codes that you, you may have heard banding about and our um, my cousins in the rental businesses probably use daily. Um, so the codes, it's an ongoing process, okay? So there's really, given the fact that, that we've been heavy into propane since the 19, you know, 1980, 81, um, and, and the codes sort of rotate around every five years, you'll get a new code coming up, okay? Right. Um, and, and, but, but a lot of input goes into that, and then each province kind of, molds it to its own own benefit, own use, okay? They're, and they sometimes add on to it. And over time, uh, what has been going on is something, is a process called harmonization. So we have a Canadian harmonization process as well as the U.S. harmonization process because the Americans are huge. I mean, they've been doing propane since, my goodness, big time since the 1930s. So, so um, and that's called NFPA 58 down there. But, but what's important here is I don't think there's anything really surprisingly new coming down the pike. Um, I, 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 you know, Transport Canada, of course, is, has undergone a big review, still undergoing a big review on, on, on how to do some of the regs and, 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 and how to enforce them. And, um, and the industry has been asked for input. So I know that industry has been involved in that. Um, but I don't believe there are going to be some huge surprises. Um, there's always, you know, something new in, in technology, okay? But, um, but the safety compliance issue is, is more or less has been quiet. But, but the member companies, you know, um, 
you know, keep in tune. Um, associations like the Canadian Propane Association, we have, you know, a VP dedicated to regulatory, um, sits on the various CSA committees. Um, so we have our, you know, we know what's going on. We have the input. Um, of course, government being government, we don't always agree eye to eye. And that's, that's a normal process and it's an honest one. Yeah. And, but it's, it's people talk and people negotiate and people get things done. What, do, you have any, do you have any guess as to what Transport Canada, where they might land on, on I assume these are transportation compliant. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would, be, I would be guessing on some of the stuff. In the past, there have been some things that have driven, you know, even uh, the rental industry, the, like the, the propane industry a little bit wild, like they changed something on, a, on an official form. Uh, the order of the form has to be a certain way, otherwise you will be fined. And, um, there, you know, it's government and some of it's very bureaucratic. Right. And then on the other hand, there are some important safety compliance issues that like have to be done. Um, so yeah. Transport Canada will be making changes. The, the, the industry has had an opportunity to, to provide some input. Some more input will go on. There will be some back and forth. And, and things get done and things move on. You know, if I can say one thing, yeah. and I think this is really important, at the end of all these regulations being enacted, what is really important is training. Yeah. And, right. and, and, and um, that's one of the things that uh, I think CPA prides itself through its uh, Propane Training Institute is that every time that there are changes to the regulations, we try to react as quickly as possible to make sure that our, our training courses are as up to date as possible to meet the compliance requirements. And, um, and you know, PTI puts through over 30,000 30, 30, um, certificates a year. Well, wow. that's, that's, yeah, that's quite a number. So it so it's out now, and just talking about compliance makes me makes me think about that. And and I don't know if this is related. This is my own ignorance. Yes. The the mm -hmm. it in there was a lot of discussion in Ontario here uh, uh, over the last couple of years uh, about changes. It was to a, a CSA standard, and then what the TSSA wanted to do uh, as far yeah. as enforcing it, where the um, the, the fuel distributors were, were going to be charged with doing more of the enforcement and the compliance checks on the equipment yeah. out, in the, out in the field. It, it, does that relate to propane or was that only for um, like uh, oil and diesel? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all fuels in general. That's I mean, okay. you know, you know, TSSA, you know, has only so many inspectors. Uh -huh. uh, and, 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 you know, in, in the case of Ontario, um, there are quite a few, um, propane companies and, and some of the smaller companies also distribute, um, oil, fuel oil. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it does require a fair bit of, of, of knowledge of compliance. Um, and it also, uh, involves annual inspections. And, uh, and TSSA now is going to, uh, to what's called um, sort of a, a risk management model. And so um, we'll see how that works out f for the whole industry. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, 
it's still out there to be tested. Yeah. Um, but having said that, having said that, uh, including the rental companies who are who are distributing propane, uh, who are distributing propane products uh, like heaters and so on, um, and of course our like like the CPA member companies, like the fuel companies, the marketers, we we all we all sit on committees, the same committees, and try and put our input in as to how TSSA. Uh, and the industry can work together, you right. know, without, you know, butting heads. Right. And, uh, and, and again, and again, it's all about training. It's all about training on both sides. It's all yeah. about training. So is it the, is so. it the case now that if it, if a rental company, and I mean a rental company that is distributing propane would know this, but uh, is it the case that if a rental company, you know, installs a heater on a job site and then is bringing replacement propane out to that, that they're, what libel on the hook anything like that oh, as far as you know essentially the last person to touch the product is responsible for it okay so so that that seems to be sort of the general rule of thumb but having said that um the guy driving the truck has to be trained in transportation of dangerous goods yep. if he decides to hook up the product he has to be trained on how to hook up the product to to an item like a heater, okay? If he wants the heater repaired, he needs to be trained and show that he's been trained in order to repair the heater. So all of these steps, you know, uh, are subject to inspection, are, are subject to compliance. And uh, so like, I mean, when when I started off in the propane industry in the, in the, the dark ages, I mean, there were about two or three courses, that was it. And today, you know, there are, you know, 10 times as many, you know, so, right. so, you know, uh, yeah, compliance and inspection, a lot tighter today, a lot tighter. Okay. And, and would you say that not keeping that training up to date is the, is the biggest mistake people made? Yeah, you know, I think not so much right now today, you know, 2019, 2020. Yep. Um, you know, uh, people are aware they have to be compliant. I mean, taking TSSA out of the out of the picture, taking let's say um, BC Gas Safety out of it, uh, the Regie in Quebec out of it, there's still the overarching the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which basically says you must be trained in whatever you're doing. That's sort of the generic statement. Okay. So what you're seeing now is like rental companies before they can rent a product, they have to ascertain that the people that they're renting the product to, whether that be propane, diesel, electric, whatever the heck it runs on, um, they got to be trained yeah. and they got to show some kind of certification, you know, to the rental company and the rental company is obligated to keep a record. Wow. And, 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 and to satisfy themselves that the equipment that they're giving this individual is not going to hurt the individual, is not going to hurt others, it's not going to cause an, inadvertently an accident. You know, it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, I can rent something cheap, you know. Um, no, it's, it's you got to know what you're renting and, and, and how to use the product. And that's, that's that. Is that that record of training, George, where the, the, the rental company? Yeah, Ontario, Ontario has the record of training, which in Ontario's case is good for three years. Okay. And then at the end of three years, you, get, you have to be retrained again. Okay. In the case of other um, jurisdictions, there's just a straight certificate. 
Um, but again, whether you call it an ROT, a record of training, or you call it a certificate, it, it's, it's a, a piece of paper that shows that you have been trained by a qualified trainer, like a, a CPA, PTI trainer, um, who, you know, um, who has been using materials approved by the authority having jurisdiction for a certain number of hours required for that certain course for the certain products. Yeah. And, and that, and that person has a certificate on him. And, and so rental, it's, companies, yeah. rental companies absolutely should not be letting, you know, their, their propane or their equipment go to, to customers unless they see these certifications from them. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I know that the rental companies, at least the ones I deal with and I train for on occasion, um, they, they have, you know, computerized records or the, or some of the smaller companies, you know, the old file cards, you know, and, and they keep them up to date. It has to be done. It has to be done. Is, are, is there a, a common technical mistake that springs to mind, George, something that, something that people make a mistake with more often than not, uh, or, or maybe a few different things that, that, that crop up, uh, on the program? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I call it the nice guy syndrome, the nice guy syndrome. Okay. okay so let's, let's take the case of, of, it doesn't matter what rental company it is, or even what, what fuel company it is, a propane fuel company is the driver shows up at the customer site and the customer says, Oh, I have a problem with my heater or my furnace or, or whatever. Okay. Yep. Can you take a look at it? Can you hook it up? Can you turn it on? Right. Right. Okay. And, you know, and while you try and help the customer, the bottom line is you are part of a commercial entity. Yeah. Okay. You have liability. You have responsibilities under the code and the code specifies certain training for certain people before they can do certain tasks. And so a good driver may not have a record of training or a certificate for, for say, connecting or disconnecting a, a, a propane construction heater. Okay. So, but as a favor, he'll disconnect it or he'll connect it. Well, that's now compliance. Mm. Okay. And, and, and it's not, how can I tell you? It's not, uh, y you know, this is an honest mistake, but, but I think more and more um, rental companies, propane companies are, are giving more training for their staff are, are giving, you know, there's, there's awareness that if the, if the individual goes out and he finds he has to do something like that, that he has to call his boss, his boss will send out a, a qualified individual to do that job. But, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's important that everybody be trained in every aspect. And it's, it's not easy. It's not easy telling a customer of long, long standing, nah, I can't disconnect that heater. I got to get going. You know, if, yeah, it's tough. It, it needs, it, it does need, almost separate training to, to, to say, look, this is how you got to yeah. tell them. And you know, yeah, yeah. you just have to be yeah. firm and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I notice myself now that in my training of some of the, uh, some of the uh, truck drivers in the rental industry that I train them for transportation of dangerous goods. I train them for connect, activate and disconnect heaters. Uh, I even train some of them how to fuel cylinders. Um, you know, so <clears throat> Having said that, with all this training, these individuals become much more valuable to a company as well. Yeah, okay, sure. you know, so it's good, and it and it's it, and the value also goes into the safety compliance area, which of course insurance companies are looking at not just the 
not just the TSSAs of the world or the BC Gas Safety or Alberta Municipal Affairs. You know, like everyone looks at what is your what is your accident rate like? Okay, and nobody wants accidents. Nobody wants accidents. No, for sure. Yeah. And and the the equipment these days it 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 it's a lot safer, isn't it? Right, George. I I mean. Oh less, oh yes 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 yes. Go kaboom than than in the. <laughs> yeah you know you know uh every, everybody likes the word uh, uh, use the word kaboom um yeah it's it's um i gotta say this um you know since the 1980s um technology has advanced greatly i think the best way to look at these things is to take a look at a car from 1980 and take a look at a car in in 2019 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I always equate it to, well, that's the Model T Ford. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, like today, a, a lot of these new heaters, you know, they, they, they circulate air, they have, you know, safety circuits on them. They can tell you whether, you know, if, if it requires electricity, whether, whether you, you've got it uh, connected properly. Uh, there's, there's, you know, where the ground is there. There's, there's a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, there are better regulators. There are ventless regulators. There's a whole host of new equipment out there, well-proven, well-inspected, underwriters lab, you know, approved, you know, like all these, all these different, different things. No, it's a different world now. It's a different world. Yeah, it's good. I, I was just uh, writing up, uh, actually, uh, the announcement of uh, Fred Freeman uh, passing away. Yeah. Um, oh my and, goodness! Yeah, yeah, I, I knew him. Nice, nice man, by the way. Yeah, yeah be, absolutely. Everyone, it's a loss. It's a loss. It's a loss. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Although not ninety-one, Jim, Jim said to me, you know, hey, it was yeah. a long life. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, they were. He was telling me. Uh, Jim was telling me a story of yeah. one of Fred's uh, earliest innovations was uh, actually delivering twelve-gauge extension cords to uh, <laughs> rental stores instead of the 16 that they'd been using for everything. It made me think of it because of fire hazards, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know? I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I've had, um, you know, in my past life, customers call me uh, out to a site and, and accuse uh, the equipment that they, you know, that I had rented to them or sold to them that the equipment was bad. And so I would go and they would have uh, this, uh, basically something that they had bought at Princess Auto yeah. and a Canadian tire. And they had a hundred feet of what was a uh, Christmas light extension cord uh, going to a $4,000 heater, you know, and, and, and wondering why the thing shut off. And I, I would ask the question, I would ask the question, uh, no joke. I would ask the question, how long did the heater run for? And they would say, oh, the, the, well, the heater ran for about 10 minutes before it shut down. I would say, damn good heater. You know, pretty good. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, you know, and, and the crazy part is, you know, like, like people spend, you know, all this money, whether it be on the rental price or buying a heater, uh, like, like a $4,000 big heater. Yeah. Five thousand dollar heater, whatever, and and it doesn't matter would be propane or diesel, yeah. but but you know if you're running the wrong wire to it, yeah. you know uh, that's a whole other story. Yeah, you're yeah, and, yeah that's right. You're not going to get out of it what you. Uh, what you no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Start and, a fire and, and, in the armature. 
No, no. Oh, well, for, you know, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely crazy. And, and then, you know, you know, p- people always, you know, still, you know, because it's like for Christmas lights, I mean, it has no ground plug on it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's in, it's in a puddle without GFI, which is now a requirement under ESA, you know, the electrical standard authority, you know, safety authority. And, 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 but, but, you know, like, and they're walking around trampling around the snow, you know, you know, thankfully in big work boots, so they're insulated, but, but, you know, it's crazy what people have done in the past. Yeah. Now, having said that, having said that, I have some rental clients that literally buy these heavy-duty, you know, like 10, 12 AWG cords, yeah. and, and they, they, they buy them, you know, on the pallets, you know. Yeah. So, because they know it's there's nothing worse than a nuisance call for something like that. You know, like yeah, you yeah. send out a guy in a pickup truck. You know, the guy's going for you know fifty, sixty kilometers in the winter snow yeah. on a Friday afternoon. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's taking us pretty far afield of propane. But although there is a, there is a tie-in on my next question, uh, George. Uh, the the sure. You know, green everything everything green. Uh, everything is green everything. yeah yeah we have to stop climate change um yeah the uh, uh, uh last time i was down at the ara uh i, yep. I was fairly amazed uh at the uh, how far they're going with uh, the battery powered stuff uh, yeah yeah get a mini excavator yep. now that runs off yep. batteries yeah um, yeah i've seen that one yep. yeah it, it is compare for me your 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 propane fuel versus and maybe less on equipment, but you know what I mean. Like compare for me propane yeah. source versus versus the battery thing is are they in the same space at all? You know what you know what in in some cases my answer is a big yes. Like for instance, like a, a scissor lift in a in a major shopping center. Okay, right. it could be on propane or it could be on battery. Okay. Yep. And, and and that that particular choice, to be quite honest with you, uh, a few years ago, um, propane always had more umph, more more horsepower than the electric unit. Yeah. Lately, that has changed because there are some excellent electric units out there. Um, you'll get floor polishers like in big shopping plazas. They still run off of propane, and why? Because propane is clean, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's it's got incredibly low greenhouse gas, you know, emissions, uh, you know, so, so that's been there. But when you get outside, when you get outside and, and you, you, you need the umph and, and you're, and you're, let's just say you're at minus 30 C, you know, yeah. Um, batteries don't do so well in the cold weather outside. Now there are admittedly some of the new technology out there is great, but you know, like you, you put on a couple of big thirty-three aluminums on on that uh, piece of equipment out there, like a like a, a big scissor lift or a reach truck or something like that. You can go hours and hours in cold weather, hours and hours. You can't do that today, at least with right. battery. Or a, okay. fork, or a fork truck out in a lumber yard or something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like on, uh, the, the, the fork trucks are an excellent example. For light-duty use, electric in a warehouse, yes. Yep. For heavier use, you'll find almost every warehouse, almost every warehouse will have a propane lift truck in the back. And then if you want to get super heavy-duty, you know, like, I mean, lifting hundreds of tons, like, say, in a, in a harbor site, you go to diesel. Right. Okay. 
And, and, and so, I mean, each of these work units, work functions has its fuel of choice. Um, batteries are coming up the pike. At what cost and when, I don't know. But right now, today, I would, I would pro- propane way ahead of the pack. Right. Uh, way ahead of the pack. You know, uh, let me just um, segue into something else if you have a few more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. School buses. Oh. School buses. Okay? So school buses traditionally, you know, at one time ran on pretty crappy gasoline engines. And then they went from gasoline because that didn't make any economic sense. They went to diesel. Okay? The diesel engines are noisy. They're smelly. Um, They take a long time to heat up. Okay? Um, And and propane, on the other hand, no odor, cleaner than diesel, heats up in a few minutes. So now you have, you know, like a clean air vehicle carrying kids, you know, who are, you know, who are susceptible to aldehydes, which diesel is notorious for, um, you know, you know, and, and the bus is warm, like the bus driver gets in and, and he's warm, the kids are warm. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a perfect example, like there are niches that, that, that propane can fill beautifully and other fuels cannot, cannot touch. Let's, let's circle, let's circle back to the, just give me the quick rundown on, on, on what CPA offers for training. And I, I, I guess what, what a person can expect if they, if they come to you guys asking for a training course, what, what, what are they going to be looking at? Okay. So, so we have trainers all across Canada, okay. uh, qualified trainers. They have to meet certain standards and certain requirements. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and usually these are, these are individuals with, many years of experience in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we offer essentially every aspect of, of propane. Um, so that might be the construction, that might be the fueling, that might be transportation, um, you know, the product. We have a great website, uh, you know, propane.ca. If okay. you go on there, um, there's a section called the Propane Training Institute. Um, and there's, um, 30 some odd courses. There's some awareness courses that are relatively inexpensive. I think some are even free. I'm not quite sure now, uh, but there's all kinds of information there. Um, we cover just about everything, like, you know, how to repair, uh, how to do the connect, activate and disconnect, how to fuel, um, how to store properly, you know, all those things are there. If I'm a rental <laughs> store and I want to offer maybe as a service, that people that I could have a CPA certified trainer on my staff that could teach yep. people uh, uh, how to do it and bring in customers that way. Um, what do you guys do? Train the trainer? Uh, oh yeah, we have, we have the trainer trainer. In fact, some of the rental companies right now, like, uh, you know, Sunbelt and Coopers and, and United, they have, they have uh, CPA trainers and there are other companies to them. Sorry if I left them out, but, but um, they have uh, CPA trainers on staff, right? And uh, and, uh, and and certainly, um, certainly. I, I mean, it's coast to coast. It's coast to coast. And and we also have uh, some regional t- uh, trainer p- providers as well. So it's well covered. It's yeah. well covered. I mean, there's always an issue in the far, far north, and so we do have what's called examiners. Uh, and, and, and the examiners can, can, can undertake, uh, you know, um, 
some of the training like uh, invigilate during the tests and so on. So, you know, that's, that's, that's there too. So there's an opportunity for everyone to get trained. And of course, um, for the mechanics themselves, like the outright mechanic, uh, the community colleges offer training. Right. Um, right. And we're working, we're working and we'll be working more closely with some of the community colleges to increase that training. I mean, there's, there's a need for good tradespeople and not just for propane, but all across the board. And, and certainly propane is part of that equation, you know, for the training at community colleges. So, uh, but the rental companies, you know, certainly in the last four or five years have really come up the pike. You know, they have, you know, they have trainers on board. Oh, for sure. I I just think that's, I just think that's such a, a a great uh, uh, service offering uh, to be able to to be able to sort of flesh out your business, what can, can you give me some idea, uh, George, of 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 what's involved in becoming a CPA trainer? Like how long does it cost? Well, you know, like typically we're we're looking for somebody that's been in the industry doing certain propane functions. You know, like eight, ten years. You know, like it's right. it's 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 not going to be somebody with a, a quick one year training and you're a trainer. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's people that have worked with the product and they may have come out of a, a manufacturing company or a distributor of the product. Uh, more than likely, they're, they're out of one of the uh, fuel marketers. Uh, they've had all kinds of experience with all types of equipment. Uh, um, most of our trainers have, uh, have licenses, uh, which are you know, provincially obtained, you know, through, uh, through years and hours of service. Okay. Um, and, and then of course, uh, you have to have the right tools the right training equipment. Um, you have to have insurance, liability insurance. Right. Um, and of course the insurance companies, you know, want to make sure you have all that other stuff. Otherwise they won't insure you. Um, so, so, you know, there are a lot of checks and balances, um, so um, again, if you go on the on that propane site, it will it will tell you in the, in the PTA section what's required to be a senior trainer or, or a master trainer. You know, all those things are are written down. Um, I do some of that training myself. Um, you know, through 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 CPA. Um, so yeah, it's it's all there. There's 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 a, a good program. I would say a very good program. And that website and, uh, is that website is propane.ca. Is that right? That's where we find correct, it. correct. Yeah, yeah. You'll find everything there, and there's all kinds of good stuff on that uh, website. And the website's always being updated. And of course, I would be remiss not to say, join the CPA because you know there's all kinds of advantages. Right. Um, you know, you know, in, move the, you move know, the lever that moves the propane world. Well, yeah. You know, even for the transportation of dangerous goods, if you're a member of the association, um, there are some equivalency certificates, um, which are specific to uh, propane members that you can do certain things. And, and there are quite a few of them that, the, um, that we offer to our member companies. And um, uh, that's an advantage, too, for people who move a lot of propane product or, or products associated with propane. Um, so yeah, 
Um, not to mention, of course, we have, you know, regional meetings and we have, you know, all these committees and we have newsletters, we have regulatory newsletters and we have technical newsletters. So there's, there's uh, uh, government affairs newsletters, you know, so, you know, people, people get a lot of information as much as they want. Um, and a lot of it's on the, on the website, you know, it's, it's a pretty big site. It's grown grown quite well over the over the last uh, last several years i mean the cpa was founded out of the old pgac and the uh, and the opa the ontario propane association back in 2011 okay. so uh, it's come a long way it's come a long way well you know it certainly sounds uh, it certainly sounds like something people uh, who are sort of doing anything with propane ought to be looking into so that's really good. Well, yeah, you know, like you know, you know, like propane is ubiquitous. That's what I always say. You know, like it's 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 everywhere. I mean, I'm not just talking cottage country, but you know, there there are a lot of uh, a lot of companies uh, out in the East Coast that are using it for metal fabrication. Uh, you, wow. you know, you find it like it's all over the place, like mining operations, construction sites. Uh, food services. My goodness, Patrick, they even have lawnmowers now, big commercial lawnmowers yes. that run on, 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 yeah. on propane, you know? Yes. So, so yeah, it's, it's actually expanded quite a bit and um, it's, uh, it really is everywhere. Speaking of being remiss, I, I'd be remiss, George, if I didn't get your pricing forecast. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I knew that, if I knew that, um, I would be, with all due respect, somewhere in Florida right now, sunning myself. Um, no, you know, that's, that's one thing that we don't talk about prices in, in, our, in our association. That's, that's right. one of the things. That's true. You know, but, 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 you know, I can, I can say, I can say this, though. Propane is economical to use, you know, yeah. and uh, and we don't need a nuclear power plant to to run our equipment either. Oh, that's right. Uh, you know, and Fires. and the other, you know, yeah, and you know, and the other thing too is, you know, it's relatively inexpensive to put in a propane uh, refueling station for uh, for like trucks, cars. Um, it's it's order of magnitude is like it's crazy. It's cost 10, 15 times more for some of the other fuels to competitive fuels to, to put their facilities in place. Ours is way more economical and, uh, and, and the fuel is still well-priced, well-priced and it's clean and it's naturally clean without trying too hard, you know? So, propane, um, and the, not just for barbecuing you know? anymore. Oh no. Yeah. That's one of our, well, that's one of our slogans yeah. and it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Um, and, and, but you know, like if you go out to any rental company, I guarantee you, you will find a propane barbecue on Friday afternoon. They'll be Absolutely. throwing on burgers and hot dogs for all their, uh, all their clients and, and everybody will be there. Too. Renting them out too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the old campfire with the marshmallows. Propane attracts people, you know? Look, George, I'm going to let you go, but uh, this was great. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much for, uh, for, for, the, for the informative chat. That's, uh, that's, that, that, that's a great update, I think, for everybody. Oh, well, thank you very much, Patrick. Really, on, on my behalf and on behalf of the Canadian Propane Association, thank you for uh, giving us this opportunity to showcase what I think is a really wonderful fuel. And I've been doing this since the 1980s, and I wouldn't be doing it 
sincerely 1980s if it wasn't a good feel. Right on. We'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Great, great. Thank you again. Bye now. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.